Welcome to Concerning the Spiritual in Art, a podcast exploring spirituality, consciousness, and the creative process. I'm your host, Martin Benson. Hey, y'all. I'm going to cut in here real quick just to give you a quick reminder about leaving a rating and a comment about the podcast if you're liking what you're listening to. Uh, Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, leading a rating or a comment will really help the show continue to gain traction and uh, reach wider and wider audience. Also, on my Instagram page, I'm now offering subscriptions for 99 cents a month. That's less than $12 a year that goes towards helping support the production of the podcast. And in return, you're going to get sneak peeks for all the episodes, inside looks to the artists, print giveaways, and other things that are going to happen just for the subscription base. So if you really uh, believe in this project and want to support it, subscribing on Instagram will go a long way to help me continue to create great content. Uh, Now back to the show, y'all. Peace. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have artist Dan Houston on, and we had just a really special conversation about drawing, everything drawing, because that's what he does. He's so committed to the medium, and he's so unbelievably spectacular at executing these these drawings that he does. Um, We talk a lot about sort of how he began drawing, like where that sort of interest came and also about like his studio practice, where his imagery comes from, relating to kind of these microcosmic scales of, of life and natural forms and how he kind of plays off of those sort of ideas of biology and biological systems. And then how like the drawings kind of evolved and where they become self-referential. So instead of kind of referring to these sort of biological images or microbiological images, he's referring to himself and sort of creating this ever-evolving language within his drawing. Um, We talk a lot about sort of his way he limits sort of some of the parameters around his drawings, how he works with one pad of paper and he finishes a whole series of drawings by getting through that entire pad. Just so many interesting things and components to his practice that for me as an artist are really inspiring to hear. Um, he's definitely very devoted to what he does and he's executing it at such a high level. And we just had a really amazing discussion about those the all things that sort of related to his practice and sort of also about flow states too and the importance of those and like other places in life where we might be able to experience similar flow states like we experience in the studio as artist, And it was just a really awesome conversation. I think you're going to really not only enjoy hearing Dan speak about his work, but you're going to love seeing these drawings if you're not familiar with uh, the kind of work that he does. Um, so here you go, Dan Houston. All right, Dan, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad to connect. We were supposed to record last week, y'all, and then I was just feeling really dragged down at the end of the week, and Dan graciously was like, no problem, like we can reschedule, and we got right back on the schedule real quick, (laughs) and I'm super excited to connect with you. Um, I came across your work pretty recently, actually, like maybe some months ago, and I immediately, just looking at your feed on Instagram, I'm like, boom, like blown away by the aesthetic that you have and the way that you handle the drawing material. But something that's so interesting for me to like think about, and I'm curious to hear from you is like, 
you're very much centered around drawing. If I look at your website, look at your work, it's all sort of color pencil. It's all on like the same size paper, at least the series, like the most recent um, series of work the past few years. Like you really like strip away a lot of the excess and really focus on the purity of drawing. And I thought a cool place for us to begin is like, why? Like, what is it about drawing for you? And like, what are some of these choices? Like, where are they coming from in terms of your art practice? Yeah, no, drawing is something that, I mean, I feel like for me and for a lot of people, it's like how we get into art as children. Mm -hmm. um, and it started with like crayons and like pencils in school, some colored pencils, but like not too often. But um, as a kid, it's, um, I was just like a compulsive doodler, um, drew everything. <laughs> I was one of those kids who just had like, every month like a new interest and like just fixated on something completely different uh but <laughs> I had look like always always no matter what it was I was drawing it like every day mm. um in notebooks at home like on the side of my notes like going back probably to like first second grade I can really remember doing that a lot wow. um yeah and it's just that was just always like my thing it was very natural um as a kid it just felt good like I loved shading I remember in like second grade I think I remember that moment where I first learned to like shade something mm -hmm. and just like like it was like, <laughs> like it just changed yeah. everything wow. um and it started I mean it started with like me shading like Pokemon and like I remember a babysitter <laughs> of mine drawing Pokemon and me shading them in and like just losing it being like this is the greatest thing ever and <laughs> I really yeah no, I really never stopped that ever uh, um and then continue it like I'm always doodling always drawing when I went to college um it's kind of when I I didn't go to an art school but I went to like a liberal arts school so I was able to take a class my freshman year called um I was like from realism to abstraction drawing from realism to abstraction and cool. that's where I, we did like charcoal drawings and it was that, that was like kind of where I was like oh this feels really good it just mm. felt really natural like what I've always been doing um yeah and I just realized that in there like that was it for me like I love doing that um and we like just expressing yourself through drawing and I remember it being like here's a, like a crumpled piece of paper the assignment is just to make a large abstract drawing based on it and that was kind of just I never experienced something like creating like a piece of fine art like that. It was always just like yeah. in the like edges of my notebooks. Mm. Um, but yeah, and then I kind of continued through that. Um, switched to painting after I graduated. Uh, it's like a whole other story. It was using like really like, <laughs> amounts of paint. I guess that's like a whole other thing. Um, and I was, yeah, I I'd was, love to see the paintings yeah, just relative to the drawings. Yeah, so they're, they're pretty, there's similarities, but they're pretty different. Um, and then about so I was doing that um I for a lot of reasons I like picked up painting um I enjoyed doing it but it just didn't I mean it didn't really have the same feeling for me mm, um yeah and then in 2018 about I started kind of drawing again um little graphite here and there and then I remember like in my job I was working at which was a concept store, which is like a, a big description. I can explain it all right now. <laughs> but we sold a lot of different things. And we like, mm -hmm. one time we were selling 
um, things around a concept of creativity. So we had like a little drawing station, mainly for kids, but we mm -hmm. had all these colored pencils out and I just started like kind of playing with them there. And I was like, it was like that moment again where I was like, yeah, like, I just, it's like everything kind of looped yeah, back. And I was like, oh, yeah. my God, I could do things I can't do with painting. And it was that feeling again. Um, and then I gradually just shifted back into colored pencils, slowly stopping painting. Um, mm -hmm. And then in 2020, when the pandemic started, um, I just completely stopped painting. I just really had no desire to get back into it once I started making big colored pencil drawings. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I just, it. I mean, the easiest way to describe it is it really is just like a feeling of, it yeah. feels very natural for me going back all the way to childhood. Um, I mean, like, I'm a nail biter, and it like, feels like <laughs> biting nails, like shading, and it's like that physical kind of like release of stress, yeah. and it's like very tied into that. It's very, it's just that feeling that I never got really from painting, where there was wow. always kind of like a middleman there. Yeah, yeah. drawing is like, it's just like very, it's to me, this is just like a personal thing, but it's like the ultimate way to make intuitive art is because it's like mm. directly connected to your hands. It's like, yeah, there's, it's just like going right in there. It's like, you're like hooked up to it. Like, it's like Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. You're like really plugged yeah, in. I love what you're saying about like the texture of it too, like mm -hmm. the way it feels in your hand when you're, when you're rendering as well. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all that texture, that feeling, the sound, it's, um, and yeah, and then I just, it's like so endless to, um, I mean, I live in New York, so I have like a very small room in my apartment. I don't have a studio. It's like very convenient to just be able to fit everything under my bed. And, mm -hmm. yeah, and um, yeah, it's more cost efficient for me. And yeah, it's just like something I can do on top of my bed. And I have a little desk, which I can use at night. But, but yeah, it's like very personal, very at home. It's like, yeah. just, it feels just like very connected to me. But, oh man, I love that. Yeah, I love the way how it like loops back to your childhood and like mm -hmm. this connection to like the first sort of creative openings that are insights that kind of happened around, I think you said like second grade, like, you know, when you first started shading and, and then how you like kind of went away from it and then it came back. And when it came back, man, it came back full force yeah. because what you're doing with those color pencils is just mind blowing. I mean, the imagery, the layering, the texture, the luminosity, the play with organic sort of forms, but sometimes geometric structures and symmetry, but then you blow it up and have a lot of asymmetry and dynamism in the compositions. There's just so much versatility in the way that you're using one particular medium, but it all is still so deeply connected to you. Like there's no mistaking looking at your drawings that they belong to you. The more I look at them, the more I just like want to dive into them. They just have like that they have this like intimacy to it, which I think drawing can do not only through scale, but also because of, I guess, the familiarity with the material, because I think everybody can understand what drawing is in some ways where like not everybody can understand what like oil painting is because not everybody's had that experience. But anyone who's grown up in a decent childhood probably had someone put crayons or, you know, color pencils in their hand at some point. So even if you don't, you're not an artist per se, we all have a relationship with that medium. Um, but I'm just so kind of blown away by what you're doing with it. And I'm curious, like where your inspiration for your imagery comes from, because I see a lot of like, just, I just have a lot of questions about mm -hmm. it. I can see some, 
some inspiration from natural forms, but then I see this kind of otherworldly component to it and just draws me into them. So like, where does that come from for you? Yeah, no, um, it's, I guess, mainly as far as like visual forms, it really does come from biology and it's always kind of been there. Like, even as a kid, I was really into like drawing birds at a point. I liked like mixing and matching different biological elements. Um, but yeah, so uh, when I started getting back into drawing, I was more like looking directly at things. Um, mm -hmm. But a lot of, a lot of like inner biology. Um, so I mean, things like organs and like brains and veins. And I love right now, like um, eyeballs. And there's this like, photography of like that um optometrist used to like photograph behind your eyeball which is oh, really yeah. beautiful I can't remember what it's called but it's really beautiful and that kind of I was looking at stuff like that when I started a lot of like plant life leaves I've used before uh kind of directly pulled from veins of leaves branches I'm always really into um, but yeah, I've always been into the the kind of like biological uh, um, repetitious forms in biology. Yeah. Um, so veins have always kind of stood out to be the most. Um, and when I painted, I also kind of worked with those too. But recently, I haven't really been like looking at anything too specific. Mm -hmm. And kind of as the more I work on them, I'm just starting to like look back on the older drawings now. And so even yeah. like the biologic forms, which I i mean, maybe like two years of looking at have now kind of just like dissolved into like drawings themselves. And it's like, like I'm never really looking at pictures of like anything anymore specifically, or like, I'll like want to make a drawing that's like the feeling of like lungs and something like uh -huh. that. But it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's like dissolved. And I've been really just like, like, um, splicing drawings together at this point it really does go back yeah. to that laboratory very like experimental the most um yeah yeah but it's really fun I, I've always always loved um but just like microscopic imagery um, yes when yeah. I first started that's if I do look at my artist compositions I mean I, I'd say they're more abstract but like to look at them as something I like to think you're like almost looking through a microscope on something mm -hmm. that is like one entire like living organism yeah uh, so it's not I wouldn't say it's like a really like a specific place or scene or anything um but yeah I've always been into like cells especially and like um yeah organelles um but yeah a lot of things in nature that are just already like abstract in themselves yeah um, these like interesting structures that yeah. are like underneath the sort of like experience we have of things on the surface. Cause like with our eyes, like we can only see it at a certain scale, mm -hmm. but of course with these tools, the microscopes, the telescopes, even like all the yeah. different tools we've invented, we can see things on different scales. And I think that's so fascinating. Like thinking about your work and hearing you speak, like I can totally see those relationships, but I can also totally see how, what you're talking about in the newer work, how they're kind of like, you're kind of extrapolating off of like what the old drawings were doing and kind of like exploring them more deeply. And then through that, like you, I guess more intuitive decision-making can happen because you're not directly referencing anything anymore, but you're kind of still speaking to a similar kind of space and scale in relation to biological structures. I've always been so fascinated by that too, mm -hmm. because 
we see underneath like all this incredible like mirroring happening between like you mentioned like veins like in the body versus root systems underground versus like nebulas in the middle of the cosmos like we see you know or like mississippi the mississippi delta or river delta yeah. like from you know what i mean it's like that to me is always so amazing is this mirroring of forms happening at so many different levels of scale and so it, it speaks to me about some bigger ideas related to like a structure or even like a some kind of like unity or order to the chaos that seems to be implemented here on, on the planet. Yeah. And so to me, that's maybe why intuitively looking at your drawings, I feel so connected to them because they're made from this in the same sort of like imagery or materials that I'm made from that the earth is that everything is a part of. Um, do you ever think about it like that? Like this mirroring of like the grand, the micro macro sort of like um, scales of life? Yeah, no, definitely. And that's, so, I mean, there's something, it's very almost like a, it's something, I mean, it's almost like a self-portrait in a way, everything I'm doing, because it is like mm -hmm. that. There's so many pieces of like, I mean, not just like, I mean, colors are a little different for that, but I mean, those are my own color choices, but yeah, like veins, especially like these like transparencies you see like in skin um, mm -hmm. and lots of different things. It's definitely, I want, to use forms that people can recognize yeah. uh, without having any knowledge in art at all, which is kind of the yeah. goal for me and, um, or science even. It's like just mm -hmm. going outside and looking like under your foot, seeing something yeah. like, mm -hmm. I, like that's kind of, and I think, I do, I think it's inherently in everyone. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, you could, I don't know, go all the way back to like being in the womb and like all yeah. those like veins and forms and that feeling. Maybe it yes. starts there. It's like maybe it starts before that. And like as a single yeah. cell, it's like, but I definitely think there's something inherent in being a human, I mean, or an organism. Yeah, and right. I, I, a I, living I, Yeah, that connects us. System. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. and it's like seeing and things that like repeat in nature. It's like it does. Like if you see like like a slime mold or something it like kind uh -huh. of it's kind of, it's very unsettling and like <laughs> it feels like something it looks like something in you kind yeah. of and same with veins and leaves and like uh wings on bugs and worms yeah. it's just like it's all very like in us and around us and you know it's exactly that i love that yeah, it's amazing. You know, it's 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 amazing to be able to be in a position where you can so keenly observe reality as it's presented to you especially in the natural forms that are happening and now some may argue that everything that humans make is natural too because it emerges from a natural process of the human being so mm -hmm. to speak but I, I i guess to to be more definitive i when i say like natural i am speaking to like the systems that exist outside of the technological advances that we've made the buildings we construct the uh, materials that we wear or that we utilize like this computer right now we're mm -hmm. looking into there's something so special about observing the natural world and these systems and forms that emerge from it but i think to that note what's really cool about your art is that your color palette does sort of like have a sense of creative license to it like you are speaking to some of these forms, but you are also having these color palettes that feel very fresh. Mm -hmm. They feel very interesting. They kind of um, 
I don't know, they kind of have this, this sort of otherworldly sensation when I look at them, but yet knowing they're actually connected to this sort of world is, is to me an interesting tension, I guess, maybe, especially with some of the forms that are more like closely like obvious in terms of their relationship with like, um, like you're talking about like veins or like um, various structures of plants or what have you. So I find that to be super cool. Like, do you find your color palettes are always coming intuitively or do you find like, do you observe the world and you're like, oh, I really like those colors, the way they look on that. I'm going to use them. Is it more conscious or is it maybe a little of both? It's, it's kind of a little of both. I say it's mostly intuitive. Um, some of the ones I've done, like, I'll be like, oh, I want to do like the idea of like floral flowers or like, I do like the idea of like a plant, like entity mm. almost. Like I love green and working with greens. Mm. Um, and I will, cause I mean, they're just everywhere, plants, flowers. So it's just very easy to like, be like, oh, like put those kind of colors together. But I mean, even, and then again, like sometimes like I'll use, um, especially with like a kind of like a, I don't like almost like raw meat looking type of color. Yeah, yeah, love, like the marbling. Yeah, yeah, like, I just yeah. love that. Mm -hmm. It's like beautiful to me. Yeah. Um, but recently, again, even like kind of with the forms, the colors too have been definitely more intuitive. Um, yeah. But I mean, I'll pull them from everywhere for sure, like in nature. Um, but that's colors is also one of those things we were talking about that like it's it comes from man made stuff too. And um mm -hmm. i'm very like i love futurism i mm -hmm. very much look to the future and the present as my main inspiration for everything i do um and i am very interested in like technology um mm -hmm. music i listen to is very like ambient kind of synthesizer futuristic yeah i watch a lot of really uh, intensely colorful like shows from video games I used to play, like if I knew, I mean, New York is great. If like, there's so many wacky, crazy color combinations everywhere. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it's like the lights I love. I love like glowing lights. Um, yeah, I see a lot of that luminous yeah, quality in I, your drawings, which I'm really attracted to. Yeah, yeah, I love like glowingness. I love, I don't know how to put it, just like the combination of biology mm. and man-made. Um, mm. And it is, it's like an interesting thing you were saying, like, yeah it is it is i i do also like kind of believe that everything is natural in that way but we do have to like kind of like understand that there is a point where there's yeah. where you like things can't buy like degree things but i i just love that kind of like uncanny meshing of everything together yeah definitely made. and i think yeah there is like a a sense of like artificialness to the colors especially i use which i like yeah yeah but i get yeah. everything yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's, it's so interesting, like how we have to, like, there is sort of a line like you, that we have to sometimes be able to draw between like, the natural forms and what's man made, because I like to think of it like if humans didn't exist, like what would still be here? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if we weren't here making our tools and having our impact, like we do on the planet, like, what would still be around like those are the things i would like label as more natural i guess but again it's so debatable and it all depends on the context or the lens in which you look at it but it makes sense to me like you're thinking about like futurism a little bit mm -hmm. and like bright colors and even like 
you know, some color combinations that might not typically be seen together. Like I'm looking at, like at that drawing, like over your shoulder in the background, yeah. like yeah. some of the way those, like those, you know, those greens, the deep yellows, like are going together. Like we see those together in nature all the time, but something about the way they're put together mm. and that drawing gives it just another kind of quality. It almost like, it almost like exaggerates nature to a point of like, um, I don't know, like, animation even right yeah, it's like i don't know how to explain that more but like and that to me is what's so so inviting about them too i can see like the inspiration like you were talking about like certain video games you played or like really colorful shows and things like that like being attracted to this kind of more highly saturated polychromatic kind of aesthetics that are coming into the work but you do limit your palettes on certain uh, pieces as well so I just like the variety of what I see like it like I was saying in the beginning it's like you have such a distinct hand with the way you do things and I think that's always an interesting and important thing to note when when looking at artists work is being able to see this sort of continuity of the artist in some way especially someone who's working in more of a traditional media like drawing or painting um, so to speak and I think it just comes through so distinctly I'm curious about like scale with your drawings. And I would imagine like that, like you were speaking like in New York, like, you know, you don't have a big studio, you got a smaller space. So working small, working with pencils like that is like a practical, you know, thing you have to consider. Um, but I'm curious, like what your perspective is on scale in relation to these drawings, because I'd imagine um, that can make a huge difference in terms of the experience of the viewer for these kinds of works. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's the thing I, I think about a lot. Um, it's one of the things I like about drawing is that compared to what I painted, which was like, how could I get bigger and bigger and bigger? And it's like, I'm running out of room. <laughs> it was like really stressful. Um, yeah, like, it is. Switching the drawing like relieved a lot of stress on me. And um, like, I, I, I do, I like making like a bigger drawing, which I mean, a bigger drawing would be considered like a smaller painting, which is another thing. Right. Um, because it is, it's so precise that it's like, like a, like a 18 by 24 inch drawing is like, when it's blank, it's just like, feels so immense. And like, <laughs> yeah. holy, like what am I going to do? When I started that, it was, I was like, there's no way. Cause like, I, I mean, a pencil tip is just so small and it's so precise. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I got comfortable doing that and I that is definitely how I like to work in that kind of size like um I don't know like I, I love like a portrait kind of I like a yeah. and, and that's kind of where I like bring I like the classicness in of art history is in like yeah I tried working on like kind of like cut like I have like a cut paper drawing behind me uh I've tried in the past working on more kind of contemporary shapes it's, and it's just but I just love the like very classic like rectangular yeah. portrait and, like to me it just like ties it all together uh, in that yeah. historical canon I guess um yeah but I love that and I love um yeah I love I love working in that size right now I'm doing 14 by 17 which it, it is kind of perfect right now for what I can do um yeah because I am I'm still working full-time so it's I, I did uh, in 2021, I worked on 18 by 24 inch drawings, which were so, I was just getting into it. It took me so long. And yeah. I just, after I, I did 30 of them, which is a whole pad. 
And after yeah. that, I was like, I can't do this unless I have more time. Because it was just like, <laughs> I can't yeah. be bending. Like, they're all kind of incomplete when I look at them because I was just stressing mm-hmm. out. It was like, it's been three weeks. I'm halfway down to like, next Oh, slide. man. Oh, so man. I, I know that feeling sometimes. So yeah. I went smaller. The ones I'm working on now, which I've been working on since uh, like the beginning of 2022, um, are to me it's like the perfect size I can kind of yeah three weeks usually three to four weeks just like make it completely finished and not worried about going back into it um yeah but I also like I'm doing very small ones too very small for me which is eight by eight um yeah which is that's like great practice I only recently this earlier this year started kind of consistently working on two sizes at once um yeah which has helped me a lot especially what I do um, but one thing I also like to do is always just go through a pad of paper from like start to finish. Yeah. Um, cause I use like, um, I want to, I use like the imprints on them. So below yeah. each pad, it's like, a, it constantly is kind of like transferring down. Um, but also, oh, it, interesting. yeah, yeah. So it's like, it kind of the whole, I kind of think of each pad of paper as like a whole piece in general and it's like wow it's, I love kind of that. Like, it's kind of like a year to two year long thing I worked out almost. wow or it's like I was kind of telling someone it's like a calendar almost or like a diary yeah like, yes uh, it's, that's what I like about drawing too it's like it's like never ending to me it's just constantly like flowing and it's like coming directly mm-hmm. out of you uh but I love doing that and I've only really worked that way um since I started drawing just going through entire pads yeah. of paper like that and so right now I'm about like like halfway done so I, I was just like yeah I'm just gonna keep doing that until I reach the end until the pad yeah, of paper is done like, oh, if I have more time when I reach the end maybe I'll go bigger maybe I'll go smaller yeah. but yeah that's uh it's, it's like a great way it takes a lot of pressure off me too to like yeah if I need to like do this or do sizes I'm just like because it takes a long time yeah I keep it simple yeah you know like you're not even titling them either yeah. you know like minimal information like Definitely. it's just kind of purely about like the image but I love that I didn't I didn't realize that but it makes sense now like looking at how even just your website's organized in these like kind of two distinct periods of time mm-hmm. and they're all the exact same size yeah you know, the works that you're doing. And I love like how you're saying it's like almost like a a calendar or it's like each pat, each like grouping of drawings is really like one work of art. It's really kind of like a record of time and how each one that you do passes down to the next. Mm -hmm. So do you see that in like the scoring of the paper and stuff like underneath it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting. I guess because it's hard on the computer, Mm -hmm. like I can see some of that. But like, you know, I can't really tell unless you see them in person, but I would really be fascinating to see like how that presents itself in, in the 3D land, you know? Yeah, no, it does that. And it's like totally depends sometimes. Like, and that's what I love about the pencils I use too, is they're really tough. So I'll like dig into it, sometimes like rip through it, uh, but wow. they could leave marks for like four drawings or have like, you, if you look closely at it, it is yeah. to me, it's like, it's like a natural, it is, I mean, it's literally a natural process. It, like yes. a fossil I think it, it looks it is like a fossil kind of it's like mm-hmm. an imprint um, like a record yeah. yeah or it's like erosion almost um mm. but it turns it it adds to that kind of uh process natural process uh physicality to it yes. yeah that, I'm like very I'm very rough with them usually I like that about them yeah um I don't like I don't worry about smudging it I'll like rub my hand all over it accidentally mm. smudge things all the time um the corners do get bent out of shape and i'll like 
uh, I'll like draw on the page after it. So like if I'm like shading on the edge of one, it'll like be there with like a giant blue smudge on the next page already. So I just have to work oh, with that. Oh wow, it gives you something to work with. Yeah, and no, start. so it's, oh, it keeps cool. it kind of exciting and surprising for me. But yeah, it's like um, it does. It makes it add to that like unpredictable naturalness of it. Yeah, imperfection of it all, which I love. Yes, I love that too, because there is, you know, there's definitely an incredible amount of skill that goes into what you're doing, the way that you're shading, like, you know, the that the quality of value and depth and texture that you're creating, the, the blending that happens with some of the colors in certain areas. I mean, it's definitely like, you can look at them and just see like the refinement in what you're doing. And uh, I just think that the way that now that now thinking about them as like one work of art, like a calendar or like a series, you know, from each pad is really interesting to me. Just that idea of like passing down, like one drawing goes into the next, which goes next in a literal sense, like they're impacting each other. Like what's your, so I know, like you mentioned, like sometimes I'll have smudges on it and that'll already be in, and obviously scoring on the next sheet of paper, but like, what's sort of your way of getting started? Do you have like a certain like ritual in the studio? Like how do you like get into that sort of flow state when you're working on your, on your art? Are you able to just jump right into it or, or do you have like your own sort of like way in which you enter the studio and you begin to work on a drawing? It's really, I mean, most of it is a kind of just jump right into the flow state, except for like the first day or two days in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that could be like the only like stressful time, really, because um, after that, it's just like slowly building up layers and making lots of like tiny marks, usually that I don't have to worry about. because I always kind of like I'm going to end up going over them anyway. Um, yeah. But the first when I first started drawing, that's kind of the only time there's any like real and like sometimes I'll just be that's when I'm like sitting there for sometimes like an hour just kind of like staring at it and going like, like but those, <laughs> I kind of I I always I since starting I haven't not had an idea like going into one yet and like I always yeah. think of an idea while I'm working on the previous one mm, um yeah and now and it's that's just kind of getting easier and easier the more drawings I make because it's yeah. just like there's more and more to like reference material now and it's like, like, I say, like yes. I'm, looking, I'm looking less at like actual pictures of like organisms of biology and look and just going into like the uh the sketchbook um yeah you're creating your own language yeah, essentially yeah. and drawing yeah and so you can pull that. from that yeah no but it's it's um and I'll just be like, oh, I made, I'll look something I made like two years ago. And I'm like, ugh, like, how, like what would happen <laughs> if I did this now? Like, or if I just yeah. like this one little like corner, if like I brought this and like this other mm. corner from another drawing. And it's just lots of, it's really fun. Like it's, yeah, it feels like a little laboratory. It's like silly. But <laughs> like, no, I love that. I love the way that you describe that. And, you know, I think about that too, like, especially at certain stages in my studio practice, like you go around, there's like so many, you know, things sometimes that you're working on, like you're working on printmaking, a drawing, and then a painting or whatever. This is just like my experience, you know, because I tend mm -hmm. to like, I really love painting, um, but I do do drawing and I do uh, like explore some other materials. But in a sense, I do think of it similarly. It is kind of like a laboratory. It's a place to, it's a place to like experiment and discover and to learn not only like about like your own process as an artist but really for me art seems to be a real 
teaching and understanding myself on the deepest levels mm. of who I am. You know what I mean? It's like, I feel like my art practice for me is, is a vehicle for, for developing a greater sense of wisdom or knowledge about like who I am in relation to all the things that are happening around me. Um, and it's been such a beautiful journey so far because I feel like it's a never ending lesson that's happening. And I feel like kind of what you're saying in terms of your laboratory, like once as you've developed all these drawings over the uh, past few years, you know, several years, now you almost have like a never ending well of inspiration to pull from to continue yeah. to make more of them, you know, and that's a, a really, I think, exciting uh, place to be as an artist, because now in your mind, you can really feel and experience infinite possibilities of where you can go and what you can do with what it is you've discovered about your own process as an artist. So I think that's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, no, definitely. It's exactly, it, feel, it feels like that. Like, it's just like infinite. It's like the infinite universes. And it's like, there's <laughs> always something, there's always something I didn't catch or it's like, and by the time I like run out of an idea, it's just like, there's already a new one. So yeah. it's really fun. That's the thing, like colored pencils. It's like them just being so, so tiny and precise that they're. It's like it's so. <laughs> yeah. There's just so much you could do, and it's um, yeah. It's I feel like there's just like a crazy, just like experimental quality to colored pencils. Yeah. Uh, the way you could like different textures you can get with them, and how you hold. Yeah. Them. Like, it's just yeah. There's just endless to me at this point. And even when you com combine, like depending on what kind of paper you use, mm. like even the type of paper you use in relationship with those pencils will yield different kinds of textures or marks or qualities too. So, but that's, um, you know, there is like an, it's so funny. It's like you have this sort of limited, this limitation of like the material, but within it's so kind of like paradoxical because like within the limitation of the material is infinite possibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I find that to be like, so fascinating to think about as well as like as artists is when we focus on certain media and we really invest our time in it like and that's all we do for a long time we we realize that like within this limitation quote unquote of the material there is just so much that can be done mm -hmm. um so i think that's like such an interesting lesson like for life like it doesn't need to be like carte blanche have everything you want anytime you want what you want like sometimes yeah. just picking one thing and diving as deep as you can is everything. I remember like this, uh, there's this, um, I guess it's a parable, but it's about like digging for wisdom or knowledge. It's like, I, I'm going to butcher it, but essentially the parable goes like, don't go around digging a bunch of shallow wells, just pick yeah. one place and just go until you hit water. Yeah, no, you know, yeah, and like exactly. sometimes you have to have the faith and just pick one spot and just go until you hit the water. Yeah. And uh, it seems like that's what you're doing in a lot of ways. And I just I'm so inspired by it. And I just love to see like how it will continue to evolve for you. Yeah, Do you have an too. idea of like because um, you said you're about halfway through this pad of paper mm. that you're working on and then you got the eight by eights that you're doing. Um, I'd be curious to see like, you know, how, as you move through these two different pads, like where your scale goes from there, do you have any inkling of like where it might go or are you just kind of letting space be there yeah. and the time will come sort of thing? Right now it's more that very much like 
I live like one drawing at a time and like I really yeah. only think of the next one um and I mean that also has to do with me having like no pressure from the art world to make anything like I really am <laughs> yeah. me making what I want um, yeah you know, I, I uh just be in my room I don't really <laughs> do much <laughs> it's like so yeah. many, it's like it's I mean like I like curse it a lot and I'm like I get frustrated yeah, yeah. and I'm like why can't I be in For shows sure. why can't I be everywhere yeah. but like it's like I do have a lot of freedom which like I need to be grateful for I think that like Definitely, nobody's dude. putting any pressure on me to do anything which is nice <laughs> yeah man it's, a, it's good as an artist to have that I think um but yeah I mean I, right now I'm like just think it all does have depends on where I am I would I I because last time I made those bigger ones in 2021 I was like st still working 40 hours a week um but I did I love that size and it I react so differently like composition to yeah. this, even like a little change in um the size of the shape of the paper will like totally affect everything I make um yeah. and I would love to now that I've had a couple of years I'd love to get back into that and see how I could like make one of those to just like full completion. Like, mm -hmm. but it, but I mean, that all depends too. So right now, I mean, I, depending how much time I have, I'll, I could end up just buying another sheet of the same size I'm making now. Yeah. Um, I do love the eight by eight ones. Um, I love square compositions, especially yeah. for like abstracted work. I think it, it, it makes yeah. it work pretty well. Um, so I'm probably, I mean, those, I feel like I just could do for the rest of my life and just whatever That's I'm awesome. also doing, they're super fun. They're like kind of playing cards to me. They feel like, yeah. like I mean, that's, <laughs> that's like, awesome. as a kid, it's like, I was so into like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and all that. And I always think about yeah. that, uh, yeah. like, those little ones, like they're just these like unpredictable, different, but connected playing cards. Um, so I might never stop with those, but bigger ones, like I do... I would like to go a little bigger. Um, yeah. Most paper that you can buy in a store is like four, uh, 18 by 24, which is the biggest I've worked on. Um, yeah. I, I would like to spend like, I mean, some time like getting back into that, but it really all depends because like, I don't think I can, it would, I, it's like that thing where I'm like making uh, one drawing for like month and a half. It's like, I don't know if like I'm ready to do that right now. Yeah, it's a lot, you know, yeah. when you think about changing that scale, especially because, you know, you you have to, you know, you're not spending all day, every day drawing. And so you want to continue to feel like progress, mm -hmm. like you're continuing to move forward and create more and more of these. But it would be interesting to see like a dramatic shift in scale what it would be like to work at like a 20 by 30 mm. size. And like, yeah. even if you just work on like one of those a year, like you just do one big one a yeah. year while you're working on the small ones. And it's just literally a year long drawing that you just keep coming back to. It'd just be an interesting way to create um, maybe a relationship between the smaller practices. But really, I don't think it, you know, it doesn't, what it needs is what's going to allow you to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the most important thing. It's like, we don't want to, as artists, I feel like overthink our decisions about like scale or media, like trust your intuition and like, what's going to allow you to enter the work and actually create, produce what it is you want to produce, create and be in that process that you want to be like implementing. Um, but sometimes like, you know, I, we all get bored. And yeah. so sometimes the simplest thing to do is just challenge yourself with a new scale or a new material. Like I'd be curious to see 
because I know you love the the color pencils and I and I can appreciate like the precision but I also I'm also imagining like how small do you let those pencils get before you toss them you know like, <laughs> <laughs> you think you're yeah, like yeah. pinching them yeah, but like what yeah. would it be like if uh if you were working with pastels like yeah what how would the marks change how would the texture change and maybe that's not something you actually even need to do at all um it's just an open question um but yeah it is it is interesting like as artists how we get really connected to certain materials and especially for certain periods of time or phases in our life um but yeah how small do you let them get like they're oh, like little nubs very small i mean i have like we're like this say? size like right here but oh, i would that's like the, the pencil <laughs> extender is like the greatest tool oh. for any drawer um mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's saved my life i go through so many of them um yeah but I've, I mean, my, I don't know if you could tell from my drawings, like I have zero, almost zero organization with my pencils. And it's just, I, I've woken up with like fully sharpened pencils under me. Like, like it's not, it's not good. Like I'm getting a little better, but I kind yeah. of just like, even when I'm starting a drawing, I'll be like, just like picking up things in my room, like looking under my bed and like, I swear yeah. I have one of these somewhere and I'll find it like, behind my radiator or something like it's hilarious just, yeah. oh my god uh, but they're everywhere what kind of yeah what kind of color uh pencils are you using i use they're like faber castell mm -hmm. so they're like a really like sturdy kind of thick yeah. pencil which is good because like they do break so i mean i really push hard on them a lot especially yeah thing. um as long as they break and it makes a cool effect but they're just like usually they're, they're pretty hard to break which is nice they last yeah for time. sure yeah yeah that's really cool yeah because i mean the quality of the color in your work is so rich you know it's mm -hmm. like you you get some really amazing vibrancy out of those color pencils um so i was just curious like what kind of brand you use or what style of like color pencil mm -hmm. the pencil hole i forgot about the pencil yeah <laughs> that makes perfect sense because like i i sometimes have pencils especially when i do like large graphite drawings mm -hmm. and i will wear those pencils down to like the tiniest bit but yeah, i never yeah. thought to get just a little a, a pencil holder oh, we're gonna change it everything I'm gonna yeah <laughs> yeah i'm gonna do that because i just toss them right or sometimes yeah. i'll like keep them around because they're kind of funny you know I like what you've them, been yeah. like wearing them around <laughs> yeah because they all are these like kind of relics of, yeah. of your process and um and i think that's always kind of really cool too is to think about like what's left behind after a drawing is completed or after a painting is done or a sculpture or whatever it is you're doing like the remnants of the process is always like kind of interesting to me whenever I like go to an artist studio like of course I'm interested in the work mm -hmm. but I'm also just interested in like the materials like how they're handling the materials and like what's left behind and, yeah and all of that you you kind of get insight into uh, how an artist works and I think everyone kind of finds their own way of doing things and it's kind of for me it's really fascinating like the rituals around the studio or the lack of ritual around the studio practice um and it seems like what you were saying like you can just kind of dive right in um especially if you've already been kind of engaged in the drawing for a couple of days you already kind of know where you're at you kind of just can enter that flow space and it's it's such a special state of mind to be in do you have any other like parts of your life that you feel like you have a similar type of experience aside from drawing in terms of like that, that mental freedom, that kind of flow space that we're speaking to? I mean, <laughs> not 
I mean, not really at the moment. Um, I'm trying to like, I mean, it's like really like all I do outside of work is like draw. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm definitely not in that flow state. Like, and, but I'm like talking to customers and stuff. <laughs> but, um, it's, yeah. Um, but it, it's like very. It's, it is very unique to to drawing because even when I was painting, it was when I was painting it was like very. I used like very thick textural paintings. I would make like an uh, entire painting out of like 10 brush strokes. And oh, wow. it was like stuff like that. So I never, and it was very constructed and very like mm-hmm. emotions. Drawing it, yeah, it's like, it's a very, it's unique. Um, and there isn't really anything, like even as like, like when I was younger and in um, middle school, high school, my thing was like music. I played trombone. Um, oh cool yeah and I was music was everything but like even that was very going through like learning scales and like knowing it but mm-hmm. that was kind of intuitive at a point but it's not compared it's like so intuitive yeah to, the way that nothing else ever has well that's why you draw right exactly. like that's probably why why you're drawn to painting I mean drawing and painting and making art like that's probably what in your life drew you to to making art because it was sort of maybe opening those experiences in your mind. Do you ever feel it like when you're like observing nature, like do you ever go like through central park or like get outside of the city? And like, do you have the similar kind of uh, flow experience? Like when you're observing like the natural world? Yeah, no, definitely. It's like you break up exactly. Um, yeah. Um, that's it's different to drawing, but it is definitely, I'm especially really into birds. Uh, that's like mm-hmm. one of my greatest like hobbies is birds. So cool. Ever since yeah. I was like, I probably in middle school, I like tore through my dad's like Sibley guide to birds and like <laughs> knew how to recognize like every bird in my backyard. Um, that's and, awesome. and I still do that. I still love them. And if I, that's like always, it is like always, my head's always like looking for birds, like even like pigeons, yeah. like, what are they doing? Um, <laughs> like sparrows. Um, but yeah, I'll go to Central Park, especially like I remember I went to the vet and then to Central Park after, and it was like late spring. So it was like, or it was like migration season. And it did, it yeah. did kind of feel like that, where I was just like darting around looking for like warblers and things. <laughs> it, was, it was like the most fun I've had, like outside oh, of drawing. Man. I love that too. I live in uh, like Southeast Louisiana Mm. and like the birds that we have down here, the wildlife, especially when you get to certain parts of this region are just unbelievable. Like the blue herons are like majestic to me. (laughs) Um, We have like, um, we have sometimes like white, like cranes that will land in our backyard. We have like a little like water like basically like a little fountain of water back there and like birds will just pop in there and drink and like observing from like the back of my house. Yeah, yeah. I love to do that too, because I love to see like the, the patterns and rhythms of what birds are coming and when, and certain times of year, especially down here, we see just a lot of the migrate migratory patterns of them going South and North um, through these areas because there's so much water here and it's pretty, you know, year round, it's pretty temperate. It doesn't get super cold very often. Um, so I definitely can relate to that. I think they're such majestic beings. I love watching them soar in the sky. I love, I love watching them like land, you know what I mean? Where yeah. they do like this very little wave patterns, like in their, in their wings, like when they land, like 
all those things. And I always try to point them out to like my son, like all the different birds that are around. We always pick up feathers. So kindred spirit in that way. I can't say (laughs) I I know all the species, but I know a lot of them that are around (laughs) here. We have these like little egrets down here that are so like cool looking. They got this like long um, beaks that are curved kind of like Toth and the Egyptian God Toth, you know, um, that are just so cool. They just like peck around on the ground all the time. So jealous. Um, (laughs) I know it's super cool. It's especially the wetlands, the Mm. kind of birds that you see around here. Um, but yeah, I mean, nature is such an incredible access point for us to enter those spaces too. But I think, um, in a lot of ways, like the way, you know, living in New York or even just the urban sort of reality that we've created in our culture, it sometimes, unless you're very um, deliberate about connecting with the natural world, it can be so easy to gloss over. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's such, and especially your art is all coming from like components of that, even on like the microscopic level. I think it's super cool that like you are, that's like another space for you, for you to get in that sort of state of mind, that state of just presence. I feel like flow state is really just like extreme presence, mm-hmm. extreme connection. That's why like time falls away. That's why like, it just feels like you can be in that space forever because time just becomes not a factor. Um, And I think as artists, um, you know, we all love that feeling. I personally love that feeling and trying to cultivate ability to tap in as often as I can. Um, But when I'm painting, it's just, especially when you're in the middle of a work, I totally relate to you. Like after a few days, like you're in it, it's like all I can think about, all I want to go back to sometimes Mm -hmm. is just getting back into that, into that space. But I think what you're creating in your, you know, in your apartment, your studio, um, the drawings you're doing are so powerful. They're so energetic. They're so interesting and varied. And there's such a, a distinction to them that is all you. And so I'm just super grateful that I came across them. And thank, <laughs> thank you, you for taking time. I and mean, we're coming up on an hour, you know, like taking time to connect with me on this podcast so we can, you know, have this conversation, which is really just another beautiful one. So I really appreciate you and everybody out there who's listening. You have to check out Dan's work. All the links will be in the show notes. Uh, definitely give him a follow on Instagram and see all the incredible work that he's uh, producing with these uh, pads of paper. So I can't wait to see where it goes, man. Hey, yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah, for sure. I always say I don't get to talk very often about this. So yes, I know that's that's why I made this thing because I (laughs) I could talk about this stuff all day, you know. And it's like, um, so it just feels natural for me to like engage these kinds of conversations. And 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 the best privilege of it all is I get to meet other artists like yourself and create these connections and build this sense of some kind of community or camaraderie or just like support, you know, cause I think as artists, that's what we need to do more than ever is support each other. Um, and cause art is so important for our culture. And I think it always leads the way towards something great. Um, especially when artists are united. Um, so yeah, well, thank you, man. I'll let you go on with your weekend. Appreciate you so much. And uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye. Peace. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of Concerning the Spiritual and Art. Um, If you like what you're listening to, please uh, leave a comment. uh, Give me a rating on whatever podcast platform you're you're tuning in on. 
and uh, get, help me get the word out. Share it with any friends or family, anyone you think might be interested in uh, what I'm doing over here. Super excited to bring a lot more of this content to you. Sending lots of love out to each and every one of you. Peace, y'all.